Welcome to the podcast of St. Basil the Great Catholic Church in Brecksville, Ohio, with homilies, talks, and interviews relevant to your Catholic faith. God bless you, and enjoy. There's always a little bit of uh, pressure for the preacher his first time at a new place, and all the more when uh, you become the administrator and you know that this could be uh, an arrangement in some ways for 40 years. Okay, so... uh, we're going to get cozy with each other here. Um, but the added thing has been the wonderful reception that I've received from all of you. I've received emails and phone calls, handwritten cards from different organizations. Everyone I met is incredibly proud to be a part of St. Basil the Great Parish, which is an amazing sign. It's a symptom that something really good's going on here, and that's a great thing. And it also is very important for me to remember that in nearly every correspondence, it has been said how much you've enjoyed Father Walt's length of his homilies. <laughs> and so I, I picked up on that. I watched that 41-minute tribute video to him. It was remarkable. And I think three times I counted it was mentioned. So I don't want to uh, ruin a good tradition. So I'll try not to go too long. The truth is, you and I have been put in something called maybe like an arranged marriage. You didn't pick me, right? And I had very little say over coming here except for the fact that I said I was open to it if that's where they wanted to send me, and they did. So like an arranged marriage, right, there's going to be a learning curve for both of us. Right? As I learn about you and you learn about me, right? oh, okay, we do it this way or little things like that. And so there's a time frame that it takes to adjust. The odd thing about arranged marriages is statistically, they're more successful. Isn't that strange? Like less arranged marriages end in divorce than other kinds. So we got that going for us. Uh, So that's a good thing. I don't want to take the whole homily and tell you about myself because Tommy Dome, who is someone on staff here who used to be the youth minister here for many years, and then Father Walton him discerned, moving him to the director of evangelization, he interviewed me a few, month, a few weeks back, and it's on the podcast on the website. Many of you have come up to me and said you already listened to it. Uh, but, I mean, I answer questions that only crazy Tommy don't want to ask me. And I answer them, and they would never be questions I would ever answer in the context of Mass or liturgy. So you can find out all about my life and things in that podcast. So please go to basilthegreat.org and just scroll down. You'll see a picture of me with a coffee mug because I love coffee. And you click right there and you'll have uh, some entertainment there for you to learn about me. But I did grow up in Hudson, Ohio, just south of here. My dad was Jewish growing up. My mom was Catholic. They got a divorce when I was 18. My dad remarried, and after he remarried, he decided to become Catholic. And when he became Catholic, he asked me to be his godfather. So I'm actually my dad's godfather. So that's a unique thing. My mom is active at St. Mary's in Hudson. My dad's actually active at St. Michael's right down the street in Independence. Out of high school, I was a professional jazz musician on trumpet, and then I went to improv comedy, Second City, when it was here in town in Cleveland. And then from there, I entered the seminary, just like all priests you know. (laughs) I do want to publicly thank the staff, though. They have been incredibly gracious to me and helpful. Anytime I had a question, they either had an answer or they made it a priority to help me get the answer this week. And living with Father John has been wonderful. 
we knew each other from the seminary, and so we've had some great, uh, we had a great meal this week, and we've been sharing so, just a lot of just priestly fraternity. It's been really wonderful. One of the things I've been asked so far and quite often has been, like, what are my big ideas for St. Basil's? Like, what's my agenda coming in? What am I going to be doing? What do I want to, you know, where do I want to shift focus or what do I want to affirm? And I can tell you sincerely, I have absolutely no ideas for St. Basil's. Like zero ideas, zero agenda. I have ideas about life and priesthood and just Catholic church in general, but I don't know you. Right? Like I don't know the story of St. Basil's that's been going on for more than 50 years And so there's a story that the Holy Spirit's been writing here at 8700 Brecksville Road, and I'm stepping in, and there's going to be chapters of that story that are going to bear my name, but in order for those to be like effective for all of us, I got to listen to what's been going on. Otherwise, you have a very disjointed novel, and it makes no sense. And so uh, I moved the Blessed Sacrament back into the rectory so Father John and I can pray in front of the Blessed Sacrament. So I've been listening this week to the Lord. I've been hearing stories from all of you. I met a wonderful woman last night who, she was here when the original masses were at the Brecksville Middle School before the church was even built. And so she was telling me some of those early stories. And so I'm just getting to know what has God been doing here so we can continue to find that out together and follow him so that we can continue to create that great legacy that's here. But so that I can share with you perhaps just a little vision I have not for St. Basil's, but just kind of the vision I operate out of as a disciple of Jesus, as a Catholic priest, you know, as I talk about the Catholic Church, and you can go on YouTube and think, I've been all over the country in national podcasts and interviews and different organizations giving talks over the last six years, so you can find me on the internet all over. To kind of capture what my vision is or kind of what I've been doing, I want to give you a quote by one of my heroes, Pope St. John Paul II. I loved him immensely. He was the Pope when I entered the seminary, and it was largely his writings on marriage and family that actually bore in me a desire to serve marriage and family as a priest. He says this in his very first encyclical. Encyclical is fancy church talk for a very small book he wrote for people who would actually read it. And in there he says this in paragraph 10. If you grow close to Jesus with the real you, right? So all the dreams and desires and talents and beauty, but all the brokenness and pain and sins, all the illness, all the just the muck of life. He didn't use that word, I am. But if you draw near to Jesus as you are, two things will happen. A joyful praise to God, and this is the main point, and a deep amazement at one's own worth. When you grow close to Jesus, what's born in your heart and mind is that I am known by name to the creator of the stars. That the cause of the Big Bang, the God of the universe, the unmoved mover of Aristotle, the, you know, Jehovah of the Old Testament says, I am your dad and I love you. Who are we? that he would care so much about us. John Paul II adds that this deep amazement, another name for that is Christianity. 
I think so often in my own life and in people I've ministered to and with, we think of Jesus like broccoli, right? Like you got to eat broccoli. It's good to eat broccoli. Good for you. You eat vegetables. And then we pass it on to the next generation. Eat your broccoli. Then you can get a dessert. And it kind of, Jesus kind of kind of feel like that of like the right answer and something you just got to do. But what the church and John Paul II and what I deeply believe in is that people who draw close to him, life gets richer, more beautiful. He's not an Advil. The suffering doesn't always go away, but the meaning and purpose of it is born and takes on great peace in everyone's heart and mind. Of course, each one of us is a mixture, right? We have a lot of beauty in our stories and there's brokenness. That's why we have a thing like confession. Jesus knew that, listen, you guys are going to mess up a lot and I'm right there with mercy for you. But the deepest truth is that God wants there to be a you in this world. And this is what we get from the psalm today. Before I got here to St. Basil's, everyone said, you're going to love St. Basil's. It's wonderful. And then they always changed their tone of voice and said, oh, the music, Nancy and Stephanie. And we heard in the psalm today, kindness and truth shall meet. When shall they meet? In Jesus. The truth that is his very heart and mind is incredibly kind because it constantly says, you matter to God and you matter to my church. You are not a number. You are a son or a daughter. We hope you enjoyed this audio from our parish. You can find other homilies, talks, and interviews at our website, basilthegreat.org, or by subscribing to this podcast in your favorite app. Just search for St. Basil Catholic Church Brexville. St. Basil the Great, pray for us.